Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Southside Rabbi. This is your boy, I mean the dream. And um, you know here at Southside Rabbi, we love fashion, right? And we're always shouting out Native Supply because Native Supply makes some of the illest Christian clothes that you can think of. Yeah. So you need to make sure to go to native.supply yeah. and yeah. cop you some. You know, as you see, I got on Native Supply. KB is wearing Native Supply. And um, one of the popular shirts that Native Supply has done is one of the ones that KB has on that has our homie Freddie D on it. Has Frederick Douglass Freddie on D. it. Really high quality shirt, heavy shirt. Um, has picture of Freddie D. We have another one with um, Billy Graham on it. And uh, we got some more heat coming. Uh, Native Supply got some more heat oh, coming for you. Up. And so, uh, but... You know, when you're thinking about making clothes, you have to go into a meeting. You have to brainstorm like ideas and what y'all want to do and what kind of designs, um, you know, you want to release next. And as we were thinking about like folks that we should put on a shirt, like Frederick Douglass, uh, Billy Graham, uh, there's some other, you know, folks that we were like, you know, thinking through, going through the through the rolodex of like who should be on a shirt because we want to put people on shirts who have been like impactful. So Frederick Douglass, no doubt, has been impactful. Absolutely. Billy Graham, no doubt, has been impactful. Yes. We have some other people that we were thinking through, but we can't tell y'all that because then we would spoil it, right? Yes. But those shirts are to show folks that have had impact on people's lives. And so, you know, as we're brainstorming and thinking through who we should be, who should be put on the shirt, naturally, I'm like, KB should be put on the shirt. <laughs> The next, like, re release that we should have with these oh. high-quality, heavy shirts, it should be, like, a profile picture of no. Kevin Elijah's no. Smooth and Groove Burgess. And, like, usually on the back of the shirts, we have a quote from, you know, the person on the front of the shirt that could be impactful. <laughs> and the only one of the only reasons that I think that we would not be able to put KB on the shirt anytime soon is because he just has so many amazing quotes. Wow. That I don't even know which one we would put on the back. I just, I really don't know which one we would put on the back. There's so many, I can't even give an example. Yeah. Um, all I, But if you go back and listen to any of our episodes of Southside Rabbi, you will be able to pick out just almost everything that he says could be put on the back of a shirt. And so um, wow. we're trying to make that happen. Y'all, y'all pray for that. Uh, uh, no that your boy, I mean the dream is on. I am on the case, <laughs> and I am trying to make it a reality that we put Kevin Elijah Smooth and Groove versions on a shirt, um, because he is the he is a uh, generational theologian. Wow, I, mean, I don't know if we will ever see another theologian Please. of his caliber within the generation that we are in. Wow, and so I just wanted to tell y'all. I mean, look. I just came back from Chicago and I had a little speaking engagement up there and I got off stage and everybody was like, man, great job, but it would have been better if KB here. No, they here. did not. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. And I was like, I'm not even offended because you're right. Oh, and so, um, you know, it, that's, that, that, that is just it. And, and okay. uh, it's all good. So okay. uh, I just wanted to introduce y'all and say welcome to my brother, KB. Be Elijah Smooth and Groove Burgess, true theologian for real. Do not leave your Bible open around him because he can flip to any passage. I mean, you know, Bible roulette and then exegete it. Uh, and wow. then and and then, you know, plant it inside your cerebral cortex. Your cerebral cortex. So that it is in there. 
and that the Spirit can get a hold of it and apply it to your life. Wow. And so, Thank you so um, much, brother. That's my brother, and I love him. And uh, So let's get the episode started. No, all right. So hold on. Can, wait a uh, second. I just want to say before we, you know, move uh-huh, forward, uh-huh. It just it would honestly be robbery. I, I think uh-huh. it'd be a felony. We're not talking a about felony. some petty theft. You would be felonious. It would be, oh, listen, brother, we're talking grand theft if I were not to at least acknowledge uh-huh. to uh-huh. some degree. Okay. What it is that I have had to suffer with. Oh, my God. For all these years being friends with Amin. I've told the story about the first time I met uh, that, that <sighs> you know, probably a, you know, generational talent, uh, one of the best boxers of all time, no I way. would say. His name is Andre Ward. I, oh, I met okay. this I gentleman one time. Hold, hold on a second now. I, I remember the first time I met uh, Andre Ward. Uh-huh. And uh, we, just were, we, we were in Oakland. Ward we were, hey, it was, it was for, are. it was a Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of thing. <laughs> so I, I got to go hang with him. And uh, and I was talking to him, and I found it difficult to put sentences together. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, when they, when he asked me what my name was, you know, I was like, uh, I had to check my boarding pass to remember what my name was. Uh, and then I was asking him questions. They were all stupid. I knew I was getting on his nerves. So when you tie your, I was like, so what? What are you when you make your milk your, your cereal? Do you put? The cereal in first and then the milk. Or do, are you the kind of guy that puts the milk in first and then I, I didn't I, I was mean, asking dumb do you questions. Put the sock on first and then the shoe. Then the, or the shoe, shoe and then the sock. And then over. the sock. Or do you just kind of stuff the sock in the side of the shoe after you put it on? I, and I was I didn't know how to sit. I was like, I was like, man, what are these things? Oh, they're my hands. Where do they go? And I was like, I was putting them in my hat and I was trying to sit, and I just ended up sitting on them, bro, to, to get them in, under control. It was wild, bro, because of the caliber of greatness in which I was perceiving, behold, beholding, and idolizing in the moment, right? It made me uncomfortable. Right. And when I tell people what it's like to do a podcast, what I mean, what is it like to be friends, what I mean, okay? To be the best man in his wedding, okay? What does that mean for you, brother? I said, imagine meeting Andre Ward consistently, <laughs> regularly, all day long. That's what it's like. The reason why I've been able to overcome, uh-huh. uh, you know, this kind of starstruck-ism, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. is because my best friend is not only a star, uh-huh. he's a galaxy. Oh my gosh. He's a galaxy. Time waits for no man except for this gentleman right here. Time will wait for him at any moment. I tell you this and I tell it to you truthfully. I have never met a man <sighs> whose greatness is so expansive that when you begin to try to put it into words, it is Always disrespect. You're disrespecting him because language, it's ineffable. You should ask if God can help you speak in tongues because that's the only way. You need a heavenly language <laughs> to put, make some noise for the, for the oh. man, the myth, the legend, I mean the dream, mean machine, he, he who cannot be deleted or defeated, Hudson. Thank you, my brother. Thank Not you. the river, but the reality. Oh, my. God. Make some noise. Yeah, I mean. Yes. We here, baby. Uh-huh. We here. Uh-huh. We are Another here. episode are of Southside Rabbi. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think that this is going to be a good episode, man. I believe it. Because I think that this is something that a lot of people would be interested in hearing about because 
this is something that I think affects our everyday life. Sure. So there was a conversation that me and you were having. Yes. And we were talking about how there are some Christians. Yes. That think that success in life, when it, I mean, it could be job. It could be we know we know we know Christians who fight. There are a lot of Christian fighters. Yes. There are a lot of professional athletes who are Christians, whether yes. they're in the NFL, MLB. It's a lot of Christians in the MLB. Yeah. Christians, a lot of Christians that do MMA. Yes. Christians that box. Um. And we were talking about how with some people, they think that success is magical. Yes. Especially if you are a Christian. Absolutely. That simply because you know God. Yes. And you try something. Yes. That God is going to make it successful. Yes. Right? Right, right. And so you may not have to... I think that there are... <laughs> I'm thinking about some Christians who... Uh, like, uh, I'm thinking of one Christian uh, fighter that my brother told me about that said that before he went into a match, God told him... Evander that, Holyfield. Yes. Let's just say his name. <laughs> this is what his Sorry, brother said. Evander. That God told him that he was going to win a box, this boxing match that yes. he had up and coming, he lost. Yes. Now, hold and put this in context, too. Evander right. used to work out to Kirk Franklin and C.C. Winans. Oh, yeah. He was a man after God's own heart. Quoting scripture. Yes, my brother. Uh, yeah. His last name was Holyfield. Didn't even okay. think about that. Yeah. yeah. How, how more? How, you can't be more spiritual than that. True. The man's name was holy. That man, that man had holy in the name. Yeah. And uh, he was convinced that, I guess, during his camp, uh -huh. when he was training and probably working out the Kurt Franklin stomp and uh -huh. listening to CC Winans, maybe hitting the heavy back to the throne room, <laughs> yeah. uh, that God came down and said, Evander... I'm gonna hand your I'm gonna I'm gonna put the enemies in your hands. Yes. Uh, and he got in that fight, and God must have changed his mind. God, <laughs> God said, "You know Did what? God wake up I'm late? gonna call an audible, <laughs> like Peyton Manning." God came in there, read the defense. This is not funny. I should not be laughing. God bro. came in there, read the defense, and said, "They're in man coverage. We about we're about to change this play up." <laughs> oh. And, uh, and, uh... And God said, gotcha! <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, Evander Holyfield didn't end up winning that fight, right? Okay, yes. Um, but I think, and, and, and I think that I've, I, we've seen this before, that there have been Christians that have gone into things like this, and then it hasn't turned out well yes. for them, and then they're puzzled yes. as to why. Yes, I was faithful. I was thinking about the conversation mm -hmm. I had with a, a brother of mine. Uh, as as you all know, me and I mean love pugilism. Yes, uh, and are heavily involved in the boxing community in Tampa. And um, I had a fighter. Uh, uh, he had lost his fight, mm -hmm. and he and I had a conversation afterwards. And uh, he was telling me that he had gotten rid of vice. You know, there were some vices that he was stumbling with. He he had rejected them all. Mm -hmm. uh, he was praying regularly. This dude loves the Lord too. Mm -hmm. uh, man of God. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, he he was faithful. He felt the peace of God going into the fight. Um, and he did not understand what happened after he lost. Mm -hmm. How did... And I think the, the other dude, I'm not sure what his, where his faith was. Right. But uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, in fact, after the fight was over, he and the opponent prayed together. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my, my dude is an evangelist yeah. dressed as a fighter. You know uh -huh, what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but his theology was, it was teeter, it, it was uh, it was shook mm -hmm. because he wasn't able to put the two together. How is it that that that, that I seem to be the you know I'll go send me right here I am a vessel clean and ready to be you know poured into right and then I lost. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So yes, that is a yeah a perspective that 
a lot of us feel. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that, and it doesn't just pertain, like SKB said, it's a perspective that a lot of us feel because it doesn't just pertain to fighting. Right. I mean, it could pertain to why not get that promotion. Yes. It, 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 could, it could pertain to, you know, a whole host of different things that we are doing in our everyday lives that take work. Yes. Um, and diligence. Yes. And we can think, okay, well, God is with us, so that must mean that this is just going to happen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and, I, and, yeah. I, and I'll add to that too, Mainzy, if I can. Yeah. Um, we have also had things happen, happen in our life that seem... To affirm Ooh. that that's how God works. That's really good. I was faithful. I was patient. I was holy. And then I got the thing I wanted. Yeah, then God rewarded it. God rewarded it. Right. Uh, and then we give God glory Amen. for our rewards, As right? As we should. Right. God made it happen. It wasn't me. It was right. all him. Right. It was, uh, uh, I, I don't know how it happened. The Lord came through. Right. Um, uh, I think that uh, that is also a big, that's, the the way that let's just be honest here let's uh-huh. just I'm not calling I think that that's biblical and good right uh, his glory alone right everything for his glory and we give him credit for all the positive every good and perfect gift flows down from the Father of Lights amen all right uh, but that is also the rationale to all superstition yeah when you put that rabbit foot on your keychain and you almost got in that accident yeah. and you start carrying a rabbit foot around with you everywhere. Yep. And as good things are happening, yeah, you you pay oftentimes it the, yeah. you contribute it to the rabbit. Or foot. sometimes people do that to the Bible. That's they put right. The Bible on their on dashboard, the da- dashboard, and that mug, and and and, and it be open to Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy just cooking in the sun, it's bro. getting air fried it's every day. Air- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Torah is getting air fried every day. You turn a page, that mug crumble like a leaf. <laughs> But you're like because I got this Bible on a dash. It's, it's like I've a never ta- gotten an accident. It's a talisman. It's gonna be like a. It's it's like something that that will just protect me. That's right. right. I didn't get it. I don't get tickets anymore. Now that I keep my Bible on my dashboard. Right. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember growing up. Um, the story was there was a inexplicable red substance on the door of the frame of, of a door in somebody's home. Yeah. And fo- and the the people that lived there always thought that that was just a kind of symbol of God's blood mm. or the blood of Jesus rather on the door keeping right. them safe. And a hurricane, excuse me, a tornado hit that house. And everything fell apart except that frame. The frame huh. stayed tall. Huh. In their minds, that must have been it must have been the blood of Jesus that kept this thing standing, right. even though the rest of the house Fell. fell apart, which when you step back in hindsight, it's like, hmm, I think the idea of the blood is that death doesn't come in the house at all. Death definitely got everything else. Yeah, right. Got the right, kids' right, room. Right, right, right. Yeah, he said, got the kids' room. The destruction got ran the wild. where the Bible was. But we still got a frame right, right. that we can still hold on to. We don't own much, but we own a frame. Right, right. But I, the, the idea of... I have this thing that I do. I wear this. I don't wash my jersey on game days because last time I did that, the Chiefs won. Right, right, right. Superstition is also a similar argument Mm. that I did this and I got this result. Therefore, doing this gives me success. Right. right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And uh, that's so good. And we we were talking about how God doesn't usually work that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to certain things. Yes. God will definitely do things like, man, like, 
maybe you didn't put in the work you were supposed to put in and yes. God gave you the, the, the victory anyway. Yes, or yes. Stuff, like you said, I don't know how this happened, but God just showed up yeah. and it was miraculous. God absolutely does this. Yes, yes. But for the most part, God works through your work. Yes. And absolutely. that's what we were talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's not only what we were talking about, but that's what the Bible actually says. Absolutely. Um, especially in the book of Proverbs. Yes. There's a lot of Proverbs that talk about how if you don't work, yes. you are not going to be successful. Yes. Right? Yes. And so talk to us a little bit about what we were talking about in regards sure. to that, that work sure. ethic that is added to that the belief that God is with us as we work towards this goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good question. Yeah. So. Let me say that this is a Christian challenge. Yes. But I want to be clear that this idea, it's a principle that this 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 principle, right? That in my sort of prayer life or my faithfulness, my righteousness, I am able to secure success, um I'm able to secure, you know, uh, uh, promotion, uh -huh. victories, and fights that really the, the the battle is won in my invisible spirituality. Wow. So that idea is worldly. Wow. Hold on. So say so say that, that again. So, here, so, here so, it is. so the idea that that the promotion at the job, yes, the winning of the fight. That's right. The whatever performance you need to yes. perform well that will get you success. Yes. That that performance is apprehended. I mean, yes. that success is apprehended by what I'm doing in the dark spiritually. In That's my, right. It's in my prayer life. Yes. It's in my reading of the scriptures. Yes. It's in my obeying God. Yes. It's the inward secret. God is basically life. rewarding my righteousness with success apart from what I do. Huh. So, so. God does that absolutely. Yes, we've seen it. Yes, that's what miracles are. Yes, right. That, that, so that is true. The miraculous that is a miracle is God. But but remember, and I love the way I uh, I hesitate to say his name. Uh huh. Uh, but I do like the way my man. No, he's not my man anymore. Uh, but Wayne Grudem's Sistia uh -huh. One, yeah, uh, systematic, systematic theology, theology book. He talks about miracles uh, being this moment where God gets more glory for himself in a unique way, mm. but it's not as if God isn't always at work. Right. So, so, so it's, it's not like God lets everything stay natural and then a miracle comes in and that's just supernatural. And it's like this aberration in reality where God is sort of invading the natural world and then exiting. Nah, right. miracles are a moment where our attention to the supernatural work of our God is more visible yeah. and more obvious than before. But God is at work supernaturally all, all the, time. the time. Right. So you you got a mechanic business. Yes. And you have been fixing 800 cars a day. Yes. And that mug has earned you and your family great money. Yes. And, has made, and you've been marketing and promoting that business really hard. Yes. And making it a success. Yes. It feels to you like, well, that's not really miraculous. Right, right. Because I've been working 800 hours a week. Yes. And I've been doing all of this work. <laughs> right? And so it's really that way because I did all of yes. this. It wasn't just like I came and put this business together and it blew up overnight. Yes. And I, I woke up and there was a line around right, the corner. Right, Rich, right. I, so this is why I'm sitting this is why I'm calling it fam. I don't know how many stories I've heard uh -huh. of this, uh, churches, for yeah, example, right. 
where they will talk. Oh, man. I have heard these stories because we talked about the reason why we believe that we just, we, we came together and we prayed and we opened our eyes and, and an entire was- industry was built, an entire church was built. All the member, all the staff was, 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 was hired. All of the service were planned. All the evangelism was done. We, it was miraculous or magical. Right. Okay. Magical. It was magical. Mm. The reason that we believe that that's primarily how God gets down is because that's how we testify about what happened. Oh, that's how we testify, King. When you, oh, bro, that's how we testify. You are right. Yes. We don't really testify through how God is working through our hard work. Yes. We testify how God, we, we, we really didn't really do nothing. Fam, but I don't pray. know how many stories I've heard. I'm thinking about, I won't say the name of their church because everybody just did will know spiritual who they are. They and was like, God, man, we, we came together and we met in my little apartment and, 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 and at first we had three members in our church and we just prayed. And, and by God's campuses. grace, we have 18 campuses and, and, and 4 million people around the world that attend our ministry. We just launched it and all of a sudden there was a line up the block. Hold up. So, well, then we... Did anything happen in the middle? Yeah. Did did you guys maybe put flyers out? Yeah, we did that. Did you plan? Did, did you guys plan? Did you guys have funding? <laughs> oh yes, we also had a half a million dollar fund from the the International Board of Missions. Okay. <laughs> we also had a world class webmaster that came in and gave yes. us an amazing website to yes. stream our services yes. and all this other. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Amazing We're, banging creative team. That's right. Yeah. I love. That's why. I, that I, I, everybody knows Louis G is my guy. I love passion. Yes. I love their church. I, I love, they are one of the few, in my opinion, uh, massive uh, kind of uh, uh, Christian organizations that is seriously committed to the discipleship of those that attend it, mm-hmm. to, they're committed to the glory of God. Right. I, they're just a good example of what it means to be f- well-resourced, but then, 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 and I'm sure not perfectly, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they are intending they are leaning tw- leaning into they are visioning they uh-huh. are executing stuff that boils down Ooh. to people's hearts being set ablaze for Jesus amen and i say that but i love that they do conference on, your I, person has been on the inside so you know i've been on the inside yeah. I, but, but but you can go to their conference and I, they did it they did a conference for creators one of the I've heard I've from been a, a part lot of. of people that it was amazing. It's amazing. They or do I've a. It, yeah. I think it's. I forget what it is called. I forget. Forward too. or I can't remember what the conference. Someone is called. else said. So you told me it was good, but I heard another creative said it was like bro, amazing. I, I was. I, they asked me to come speak at it, bro, and I'm sitting on stage like, oh my goodness, this may be one of, if not the most important conference mm-hmm. in the nation right now yeah. because they have a. It's two thousand plus of creatives, which in a lot of ways is the front line the of ministry right now. Right, it is the future. Because that's where everybody is at. Everybody right. is on, on online yep. drinking down the work of creatives. Yep. And here is the army that is going to flood that very battlefield with kingdom Amen. material. Amen. And we're in front of them right now. I, I felt, I felt the, weight of, the weight of it in the moment. But anyways... But they did a, a a panel discussion there with the staff of Passion because man, Passion is like the Super Bowl, bro. Oh man, it, it, yes. If you haven't been to Passion, I bet that, that I went one year. Yes. The last year I was able to go because I think you can't attend after you're 25. Yeah. So I, th- I mean, you can attend as like a volunteer and if you're working. Yeah. But I attend there 
attended there and I was like, oh my, I had bro, that never mug been is to, like the Super Bowl, bro. It, if that's what it felt like. Yes. That's what it felt like. And you and, can, and I ain't gonna front, God was there though. Oh no, go no, yes. God no doubt. was, you know, you, you can talk about like these big conferences and how that's just all they are. Yeah. But that mug was different. No doubt, I, bro. The year that I was. Nah, these folks, David it Platt preached the year that I was there. David, David, uh, David Platt preached. Uh, this message about missions, and I'm just like, you're in a room full of 60, 70,000 people right. talking about giving your life to the mission field. How many missionaries are going to leave this place uh, different? Yeah. Or excuse me, how many people became missionaries yes. in this 30 minutes that David Platt is on stage? Yeah, yeah. The world's not going to be the same because of this moment. Yeah. I love it. Amen. But you can think. Even though they do, they spend a lot of time praying and fasting for those events. Right. A lot of time beating down oh, yes. the the, the, the doors me, of know. heaven. Yes, yes. They have. They. I've, I've, I've been, seen the ba- the behind the scenes for of them sure. Having prayer meetings and they are they are desperate that God must do something. Uh-huh. They're desperate for God's move. I uh-huh. appreciate that. But you can think that that's all they did. That's true. And then and, 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 and that's they all opened it takes. up the Benz Stadium. And, and that's all it takes. No, 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 brother. We're talking. Hundreds, thousands of hours, and millions of dollars. True. Somebody's got to be diligent somewhere yep. to create the resources for us to come together and experience this powerful worship moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody has to do all the material things so that we can come together and experience the, the immaterial, spiritual, engaging moment right. at this conference. Right. And what I am saying is, oftentimes when we report uh-huh. what has happened, we talk about what God did in the success, how God was able, we got 15,000 people trusting in Jesus. We were able to raise this amount of money. You, you, you know, We put on this level or this caliber of show, look what God has done, but we don't talk about God in the dirt, right? Mm. We talk about God in the clouds, but we don't talk about God in the dirt that somebody had to get out here and sweat, bro. Yes. Somebody had to wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Somebody had to, to, to till the land. Somebody had to burn the midnight oil. Somebody had to burn the midnight oil. Yeah. Somebody had to do the diligent thing so that we can get the demonstration mm. of power and 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 prestige and success and of um you know kind of like forward mo- mobility right but we don't talk enough about the dirt and what i'm calling worldly okay okay i'm calling worldly because this is what the world does right now bro is this idea uh-huh that apart from you sowing harvesting uh, maintaining and working hard somehow because of some innate goodness, you being chosen, you being you being gifted, I'm or built, God having different. some kind of favor on your life that you can bypass all of that and get uh, Pepperidge Farm, okay? Ooh. You can get get vine vineyard after vineyard, and you can have abundance and bounty based off of mir- miracles yeah. and magic. This is what we seek encapsulated. Uh, in the phrase, it's like, I'm built different. I'm just different. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of them ones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like that. Right. What you are saying is, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with those phrases. There's confidence right. is key. But when you talk like that in the face of work that needs to be done, yeah. that somehow that you are going to be able to succeed because you are just naturally not like us. Right. 
yeah. ain't one of them I'm, ones. I'm supernatural. That's right. I'm supernatural. Right. I mean, that's the that's the only thing you can really mean by that's saying right. that. That's right. I'm not like y'all. I got that the, dog in me. Yeah. Because not everybody not, not everybody got dogs in them. Right. I got the dog in me. Right. 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 Listen. This is what I had. I mean, this is a young man. You know that I've had several conversations with, uh, who who likes to talk like that. Yeah. Likes to talk about the reason why I'm gonna win is because I'm just different. Yeah. Because I got that dog in me. I'm one of them ones. I'm, 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 I'm not like them. And I have to tell brothers, yes, you are like us. You are exactly like all of us. Yeah. And dogs are not, the dog in you is not born. It's made. Yep. It's made, bro. Yeah. You, if you want to be a dog, then you are at the gym Seven days a week. Yep. You want to be a dog? You were studying tape like nobody else is studying tape. Yeah, yeah. You want to be a dog? You were being disciplined with what you put in your body, what you eat, what you drink. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a dog, it happens through the sweat of your brow in the gym. Right. That's where the dog is born. That's true. The dog is born in the gym, not in your mother's womb, bro. The, dog is the, the gym is the kennel, bro. The gym is the kennel, King. Yeah. King. And what I, what I, what I am finding, bro, is, is a need, especially... Because I'm finding brothers, because I'm thinking about the one brother that I talked to when he was like, man, I don't understand. Like, 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 I prayed. I, I was righteous. I was faithful. Why didn't God let me win? Why did the other guy win? First of all, what if the other guy is also praying? Who is God responsible for giving the victory to? Right. Who's more righteous? Right. <laughs> Who was holier? Who prayed longer? That's not how it works. That's who's going to win? Right. Nah, bro, it doesn't work that way. Who was more diligent if things are fair is typically the guy that's going to win. Yeah. Or who was more careful? Who made the right decisions? Who made the right sacrifices? You cannot pull out what you did not put in. That's true. If you did not train for this, do not expect victory. Right. That's a kind of distrusting God. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why it's distrusting God. When you skip all the disciplines, when you think that God owes you victory or success apart from your labor... What you're saying is, I do not trust the way that God has made things to work. Ooh, hold on. I don't trust it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't hold trust on. it. Pause it. Record scratch. I don't trust it. Record scratch. You are, what you, I think that we got to pause there. It's unbelief. We got to pause there. Yes. What you are saying is that if folks say, the way that I am going to be victorious in whatever I'm pursuing is going to just be from the favor of God giving me the victory apart from me working for the victory, doing the diligent things that I have to do to work for the victory. Right. If I can just skip, I believe that because God is with me, I can just skip the line of all the hard work yes. and just get the victory in the end. That is an unbelief because the way that God has set this up to work is that you get success by being diligent. Yes. And if you think that you can have success without being diligent because God is going to give it to you, you are saying, I don't like the way that you set things up, God. Exactly. I don't trust it. I, we're, we're going around the way that you exactly. did it. Exactly. And, 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 and look, that's biblical. That's what the Bible because teaches. Because we see the principles in Proverbs. Yes. When it says... Whoever is slacking his work is a brother to him. To, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's oh, not start wait, with that. The, 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 the proverb says, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Yes. Right? Yes. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Yes. Just those two things. Yes. yes. The Bible is saying the principle. Yes. And how things are supposed to work. Yes. Now, now, of course, the Bible said is he, the Bible is not saying by principle in Proverbs it works like this all the time. Sure. Right? There are people, there are some people that desire to be rich that were in. just at the right 
right place at the right time yes. and made the right decision. Oppression and privilege are also two things that need to be talked about as well. Absolutely. Yes. So we'll talk, we can talk about yes. that. But, he, the, but God is saying the, the way that things mainly work yes. is that the diligent hand makes rich. Yes. So if you are diligent, you get success. Yes. But the slugger who decides not to be diligent, he ain't going to have nothing. No. You should expect nothing. You should expect nothing. Paul even said, you, you brought that up when Paul talks about the man who decides that he don't want to work, don't he eat. should be rewarded with hunger. Yeah. I mean, that's what we see. But see, it's so crazy that the Bible would use that because people would understand this very well in an agrarian society yes. like the ancient society was. Yes. Where... If you did not get into the field and plant, you are not going to harvest anything. It doesn't work that. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 I mean, literally, yes. like, like, so, I mean, for us now, it's different because we we got we got uh, companies that are doing that for us, and we just yes. go to Walmart and get the harvest. That's or, right. I mean, That's go right. to Publix or Kroger's and get yeah, the harvest. Yeah. But when but when you were living in the ancient Near East, brother, yes. if you did not get out in the field and 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 sow some stuff yes. and 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 cultivate some stuff, yes. and you get up early and. Man, babe, let me get this stuff out here yes. and work all the way into the end of the night. You cannot expect to have a harvest by by the by the time that the harvest is supposed to come. Yes. And everybody would have thought that you would be insane yes. for thinking that you got Absolutely. up and sowed nothing and Absolutely. you were supposed to just wake up in the field had crops. Yeah, there's crops, exactly, bro. <laughs> they would be like, "Are you crazy?" Yes. They, hey, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Jethro, it's, it's, we haven't seen you get out here and do a lick of work. He said, but I'm at home praying. For six months. I'm at home praying but you've been at and home being praying, holy. Praying and to reciting the, the Torah. I give to the temple. Right. I've memorized all five books of the Pentateuch. Yeah. Listen, I know that yep. God is going to reward all this Jethro's field. All Jethro's kids got frontlets in front of their eyes memorizing the Torah. <laughs> but Jethro ain't been out there and did a lick of work in the field. Yes, bro. And thought that God was just going to give him a field full of a, a, a harvest, a bountiful harvest. Absolutely. We didn't do nothing. Absolutely. And, and, and you are right. We apply that same thing to the stuff that we do in our lives every day. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And I think that it's it, it, it dawned on so me. It's a note to self, too. Just no, no, like it, is, know. it is, bro. It's a note to self. Because you can also get discouraged. Like, man, like, Lord, why hasn't such and such happened for me? Well, uh -huh. I, part of me, I do have to ask my question. Well, have I worked for such and such? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. All gifts that we receive, and, and, and just a, real quick, I did want to, you, you, you mentioned that um, the, the, the dude who owned the car dealer or the uh the, 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 the mechanic, the mechanic uh-huh where where he is working 8 hours a day 9 hours a day and a, been able to provide uh -huh. for his family right. and provide services for other people right. he doesn't see that as the work of as god miraculous. he doesn't see that as miraculous or supernatural at all he simply sees that as him doing what you're supposed to do right i want to remind us as far as god is concerned everything that exists is there from his voice. Mm, by his power. By, and I'm thinking about Colossians 1, Colossians 1 that says that Christ literally to this day is holding all things together. Colossians 1 verse 16, yeah. for in him all things were created. Things in heaven, we talk heaven so that's breaking spirit, in, right? the spiritual created, but also it says, and on earth. Okay? Yes. Not just the invisible things that are on earth. Right. It's talking about the things that you see around yeah. him. It is... Material things. The material things exist because there was... We all know the Latin phrase ex nihilo, right? Mm -hmm. There was nothing. God did not renovate the world. Right. It wasn't a fixer-upper. It definitely wasn't. It was not, That bro. was not existing. There was nothing here. 
So everything that is here, dirt, it is literally the outworking of the voice of the supernatural. Yep. Uh-huh. The the the, the uh-huh. ground, the uh-huh. the you know. Talk about it. The stone, yes. the, the the waters, the skies. And the crazy thing about that is God essentially created all the raw materials that we needed to build the world. Absolutely. So everything that we now Ooh. have, that's what you see in Genesis. With the cultural mandate. Yes. Everything that we now have is because human beings has t- have taken the raw materials that God has given us yes. and they have sweated and labored diligently yes. to give us what we have. Absolutely. You have an iPhone because somebody sweated diligently. Listen, the phone went from non-existent. Yes. They took the raw materials that God gave them, yes. made a phone that was like a, a freaking size of a brick. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. And that mug transitioned from that to a Nokia, to a flip phone, to a the, the tech that we have to this day that we feel like seems supernatural yes is not in the in the context of god didn't just give it to us yes it was god's creation taking the raw materials down listen if we had the knowledge in the ancient near east to make an iphone it would have been made for sure but it was the diligent hand of human beings over the course of hundreds of years that continued to build upon what somebody before them built upon absolutely that got us the world that we have now absolutely same thing with medicine yes so you want to talk about miraculous yes people in the bible if they got a kidney infection they die it was a wrap it was over it was a quesadilla my god but now you can prevent death from a something something as simple as a kidney infection by antibiotics yes how did that happened men being men and women being diligent over hundreds of years with God's raw materials That's right. and God used it yes. to extend the life of his creation yes, yes, and yes. to make the quality of life of his creation better yes 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 absolutely and we would be wrong not to credit him for, for his raw materials. You are literally... literally That's why it's insane to think that you're you're somebody because you've created something yes. that humanity uses. Absolutely. If you're Elon Musk or if you're Kanye West or if you are Steve Jobs yes. and you think that you're a, a, some kind of God yes. because you've created some kind of tech that has revolutionized the world, yes. it's crazy for you to think that you are at the center of Absolutely. all of that. You took what God gave you yes. and worked yes. and, ma- and made it and into what it everything is. that he gave you. Including Everything. your intellect, the and oxygen. Including that you. you. Yes, you. I'm sorry, I know I'm yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including you. Yes, yes, yes. God could have, God could, you could have woken up and died. Absolutely. He yes. had given you the time to actually see this thing through. Absolutely. And, and what brain capacity that you have where your the, 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 the neurons are speaking to each other. True. <laughs> <laughs> From literally down to the smallest the level. Smallest thing. Everything exists. By his word, bro. Amen. The, the scripture says in Colossians chapter 1 that Christ holds all things together and it has to be that way so that he might, here's the, the what it says in verse 18 of chapter 1 of Colossians, that he might have the supremacy. Ooh. That's the word that the scripture uses, Man. bro. He holds all things together, bro. He is the vehicle by which all things are created. You don't, as the, the, the book of Hebrews says, that in him we move and have our being. You don't exist apart from him. Man. So when you, I'm thinking about the folks that come down from New York to Florida, which there's billions of them. Um, this is like the hot spot for, uh, Florida's like the hot spot, spot for people trying to get out of New York. Yep. Uh, if you open a pizza shop down here and you want it to be authentic New York pizza, what's one thing that you will often hear them doing? Yeah. They will fly, fly water in from New York. They will fly the water in yeah. from New York. Yeah. That there's something unique mm-hmm. about the water that they're using in New York they to make that, their pizza that, that gives flavor. it that flavor, uh-huh. right? 
And whether that's true or not, uh, whether they've done the science, that I don't know. Maybe there'll be a study that comes out that says it's all in our head. But it works, though, because I've eaten pizza here that is in the New York water. It is different, cuz. It's different, dog. In a way, mm-hmm. all of the world is like the New York water, bro. Ooh. All of the universe is the New York water. Everything you do, everything that you bake, if I follow the, follow the analogy, you're pulling it out of the resources, the, the, the context, the environment that God has created. And you, not only do you pull it from out of his water, but he's also giving you the fields that you can bring in the grain and, yeah. and, and, and the meats. Everything from stem to stern has made in heaven on it, bro. Yeah. Everything. Made in heaven. So as you are out there diligently, as the scripture says, seeking him, think about the the whole idea, like the the mechanic that's providing for his family. The Bible says that God is a provider. When you are exacting the character of God, King, in providing for others through your work, you are doing godliness. That's true. Work is the first institution given to man before prayer, as important prayer as prayer is. Uh-oh, KB stepping on some toes song now. Song worship. Making some bunions now. Yeah, he is, Popping bro. some corns he now. might be. Before marriage, the first institution that God gave humanity was farming. As. Cultivating. Cultivation as the groundwork for all success in this world, bro. It's the, it's the groundwork. And what you gotta I, think, oh, that's good. And I'm thinking, if I'm, people weren't cultivating, we would we we would be in destitute, right? We would be destitute right absolutely, now. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. The only reason that we can go to Publix and buy a, a chicken breast is because people are cultivating. Somebody's cultivating somewhere. Other than that, bro. you'll be out here chasing chickens around yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm talking about specifically in America. I mean, yeah, in yeah, some sure. other countries, people are doing yeah, that. Yeah, for but sure. But I'm saying that if you are in the, the have the privilege of being in a well developed nation, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only Not, reason that you can go and get some milk and you ain't got to milk a cow yourself. It's because somebody, somebody else is, is diligently doing that. That's work. why it's such a powerful supernatural thing to bag groceries. You are, as it were, the hand of God providing for humanity as you are helping folks take these groceries to their car. It's bro. Also, also, while while why farming is such a is is a is a is a job that should be respected more. Yes, it should be. And honored and protected. And honored because, brother, you don't have this stuff apart from what farmers are doing. It's foundational, bro. Yeah. And I, 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 I think it is also vulnerable to exploitation. Okay? Ooh. So let me, let me, talk, let me talk say why. Let me, let me, I got three things I want to say. I want to yeah. talk about hustle culture. Yeah. Privilege. And oppression. Okay. These are the ways that, that these are ways is, in which they they sort of impede upon yeah. God's vision Ooh. for how things are o- ought to be to work in this right. world. And I there is, my, I mean, we're on social media now, KB. Right? Now that we're bro. on social media, everybody, yeah. I mean, if, if you if you listen to this podcast, you are in some way on social media, right? Yeah, you're most even likely. listening to it, uh-huh. digital media. Right. And uh, there is a excuse the graphic 
terminology, but that's what some people call it. There's a lot of hustle porn on social media right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Well said. I'm well sleeping said. until I, 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 I sleep when I'm dead. Yes. It's all in hip hop. Absolutely. Rapper, if, you th- if, you th- if you listen to all these rappers, you would think that they sleep two hours a day. Dream about work. That's what Drake yeah, said. Yeah, I dream right. about I, work I dream in my about, sleep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. Whoa. <laughs> Which is unhealthy, actually. Yep. But, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like, you're not, we, you know, some of y'all may see some of the videos that we, 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 we put out where we make fun of that. Yes. Because we, you know, people saying you're not, you're not successful because you don't work 28 hours in a 24 hour day. Right, right. So yeah, like talk to us about how that's a part of the vulnerability, vulnerability, vulnerability too. We have to say that, bro. And I I think if this, this kind of set this up, I remember when my homie was like dealing with the loss, he's a pro fighter, he's dealing with his loss and he was like, where was God in this? And obviously I said to him, like, well, you prayed that God would give you victory, but I'm sure that guy did too. Uh-huh. What does that put God? Both of y'all love the Lord. He prayed with his opponent after. Both of y'all are believers. Yeah. So you're in both of a part of the household of faith. Uh, and then I said to him, bro, did did did, did you, for the six-week camp, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Did you outwork him? If you didn't outwork him in your camp, did you deserve to win? Message. Hold on. Hold on, bro. I, there's a lot of pausing in this episode because, again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, KB regularly says stuff that could put, be put on the back of a T-shirt with his face on the front. <laughs> the question that you have to ask yourself, uh, it, it, <laughs> hold on. Yes. If you did not work harder than your opponent, yes. is it just that you won and he didn't? Should God anyways give you the victory even though you don't deserve to win? Hey, that's I a, don't know there's people, a lot to be teased out there. I know, I know there's a lot wanna, of ways in which... I don't know if people want to answer that question truthfully, bro. <laughs> Did you deserve the job? That's, that's, that's what I'm saying, bro. I, I understand. I totally understand, okay, that this is a very sensitive thing to and say. And then Reform Cat's going to get in here and be like, oh, this deserve, deserve, deserve. We don't deserve nothing. Everything's by the grace of God. Yeah, but you let one of them Reform Cats get cheated out of some money, and the first thing they're going to be saying is, you can't do this to me. I had a conversation with a dude at, at, uh, at school one time when he said, we don't own anything. God owns everything. We're just managers. I said, do you own your car? He said, well, I mean, y- yeah, I-, I do. I do own my car. But, but, but really, God owns it. So you understand when I say that you own the car and God owns the car. Right. We're not talking about the same thing. Right. One is a theological point about the nature of things. Right. One is, in the context of managing, you are responsible yes. for keeping ownership in the vehicle yes. and, and, and responsible for all the ownership, uh, res- the, the responsibility. Upkeep, yeah. What are you going to uh-huh. do, God? I'm not, I'm not changing this oil, God. It's your car. It ain't my car. So, <laughs> so uh, God wants the oil change. He wants the oil change. Yeah, I'm just a manager. This ain't my <laughs> thing. No, God wants you to own you things, come out, King. God is changing the oil on your car? <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Put synthetic oil in there. Put some royal purple in there. Should be firing right up. Should be good to go now. There is two categories that are true at the same time. God is absolutely in control and giving success. Success comes from him. He is the one that you can't make things grow. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. When the Bible says success comes from God, it's not simply saying that you waited around. And did nothing. And did nothing. And all of a sudden, now you got a whole organization well-oiled and running in the right direction. Yeah. 
when we talk about that God is the one that is doing it, at the end of the day, you cannot make things grow. God had you can you can water, you can plant, you can you can do all the diligence, but at the end of the day, the increase is exclusively God's. Yeah. And we have to trust him. This is not a call to say if you work hard enough, you don't actually need a prayer life. This this is not say I don't need God. That's right. It's just gonna be my work, and my work is gonna get me success. No, what, what, that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible the says. The Bible says your work plus God's intervention yes. is what gets success. And they're working on but top of each other. But he's not intervening without your hard work. Absolutely. Mainly. Think about what Paul mainly. says. Paul says that, that by the grace of God, I've been able to do everything that I'm doing and by the grace of God, I worked harder than everybody else. He said in the same, in the same sentence. In the same sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Or when he says that, uh, when he talks about how um, uh, that, that it's no longer me that lives, it is Christ that lives uh, lives in me. Therefore, now I live. Yeah, he's, yeah. So that there's this this tension. And the life I live, the life I that now I live, live the, yep. according to the flesh. Yep. So there's this, Paul talks about this commitment to outworking all the apostles by grace. And then you wonder why you see Paul, how yeah, Paul, Paul wrote 80% of the New Testament. There it is. That's right. Because <laughs> my man was right. He, he, he was Tupac <laughs> in that mug, bro. That man had catalogs. <laughs> Some mean, of the really, books came out I after mean, he I, died. I, 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 I really liked Tupac. Like, at, like literally post-mortem. <laughs> like all of this stuff. Yeah, right. Yes, for sure. Uh-huh. They, they work together. So right. I, I think that that's important. So let's just talk about those three little buckets real yes. quick. And then we'll wrap this episode up. Number one is hustle culture. God gives you blueprint for life in this world, which is very much contingent upon somebody working hard, bro. Right. Uh, I went on tour with Lauren Daigle one time right before. She was blowing up, but uh -huh. she wasn't Lauren Daigle yet. Right, right. So her and I were on the same bus for three months. Mm -hmm. And uh, and she's super cool, man. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear great things about no, her. She's cool, she's cool. Shout out Lauren Daigle. Yeah, yeah, shout out Lauren. And her, and her music's phenomenal. Fire. Um, My wife loves her music, by the way. She was selling like 8,000 records a week at that point. Uh-huh. Okay, and then put that in perspective. But I was about to say, put that in perspective for the people that don't know. Yeah, put that in perspective. Uh, artists at my level would pray for 8,000 8, records the first week your album comes out, and you know you ain't never doing that week is, again. You're right. The first week is dropping <laughs> off after that. Right, 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 right. Yes, bro. Yeah. I think the most that I did in a single week was like 20,000 yeah. in, in, in one week. And then that month was a sharp decline I'll, after that. Outsold Young Thug that week. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How did your boy? For once, and then that <laughs> never happened again. Uh, but uh, but uh, she was doing that every two weeks, bro. What we our, our best week was just a regular weekend for her. So, uh, bro, I watched Lauren Daigle wake up before all of us, right? Because I think she was the bunk beneath me. Mm -hmm. um, so she was up. Uh, she had an assistant at the time. I believe her name was Morgan. Morgan was there. She was on our bus as well. They were already up first thing in the morning. I mean, we were together four days a week. They were hopping in the interviews. They were hopping in the studio sessions. They were going and doing radio performances. They were uh, they were uh, uh, getting ready for the show. They would go do the show, get off stage, then go do some kind of meet and greet. Then they would do more interviews. Then she would write another song. Then she would... I watched this woman. In one, at one point, she caught the flu. She caught the flu. So she couldn't be on the bus with all of us. Her assistant and her drove her to the show. She missed no shows, King. She with did the, the show, show with the flu, King. Yes, they just bro. got a separate car. I man. never felt more lazy than when I was what? around Lauren Daigle. Yes, bro. She that was woman getting, was working she was. nonstop, bro. 
and putting up points on the board, bro. Yeah. I mean, she she was she was working and and what the work was working. <laughs> yeah, right, right, the, right. She was working and the work was she, working. The work was working. Right, bro. right, right. And I thought about that in relationship to artists that are blowing up or uh-huh. have blown up. Uh-huh. How much work they need to do for that. You saw her go gold in a month, right? But you didn't see that she was working ten hours a day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Waking for King up. and Country, same thing. Waking up before the angels. I would never want to be as big as for King and Country or Lauren Daigle, unless God wants to do it magically. Right, right, right. If the Lord wants to miraculously, if the Lord wants to do it that way, I'll that's take the it. only way. Right, right, but, right. What, what, but you, because you know the work it would take. Man, Joel and I watched Joel edit his movie. The movie y'all watched, I, I saw because he gave me. Hold he on. gave me the the uh, the case. That you can put an iMac in and then and then check it in on a, a, a airplane. Uh-huh. It's this dope kind of um, really. Yeah, there's these these folks that met Pelican case. They it's they just make like, like an iMac case. They pour an iMac and it's got foam in it and it will not break. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He gave it to me. He gave me his case. I still got it at the end of the tour because I, I I I put my stuff in there when I'm recording on the road. Right. These these brothers. I almost called them fools. <laughs> these brothers were waking up at you know. As soon as the bus lands, okay, as soon as the bus gets to the dock. I about to say the bus land, bus got fly. Uh, yeah, as b- soon as the line, bus gets to this destination. It was the magic school bus. <laughs> it might as well be. Because there's a lot of magic happening on that bus, brother. These folks making albums and movies and photo shoots and music videos. Hold on, but, so talk about it. So, yeah. so the, the bus would, would, would arrive to the arena. And they would not. I'm not a lazy person. I don't yeah, think I am. Not, no, you're not. I think now, I am. I'm gonna say this. I've known KB since he was 15. I've stayed the night at his house. He's been at my house. Yes. I've always felt lazy around KB. He is not <laughs> a lazy. I'm, I'm just being serious. He's not a lazy person, no, bro. I've seen this dude work. Like I thought I was I, a I mean, hard worker, up bro. Early. Yes. Late at not being done till late at night. Yes. I've seen uh, he's worked to the point that he, he he's gotta mess his health up yes. at a point in time. Hospitalized. Working. Yes. Right. So I, I I'm just telling y'all from what I know of, of, of him personally, he's not a lazy person. Right, I, right. I I get inspired by his work ethic. Right, right, you right. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So Thank yeah, you, bro. you're not a lazy person. So for you to be saying that they're making Man, you feel lazy. I so this go dude, ahead. This dude, we would pull up. They would. I, I, before I, they weren't on my bus. They were on another bus. I would go inside. They had already been in there for an hour. This is already in the morning. They got the the they they got the the iMac up. They got candles burning in there, and this man is listening through scene by scene, checking the music, helping to edit certain scenes. They're writing music. They are recording voiceover voiceovers. They are doing interviews. They are then getting ready for the show that they are headlining. They wake up and do it every single day, King. And I'm saying, if you want to be them, the goat, yeah, you know. Talk about you want to be the greatest of all time. Had a good conversation with a friend of mine one time when he was like, man, I'm trying to be the greatest of all time. I said, I'm not trying to be the greatest of all time. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the greatest of all time. Because what it takes... Look at Michael Jordan in The Last man, Dance. Man, that is a great example. Yes. Michael Jordan in The Last yes, Dance. Yes, bro. What it took for him to become who he, who he is... Yes, bro. He The only time through the whole thing, he lot. got emotional. Yep. The only time through the whole documentary where he got emotional is when he had to talk about what it cost him That's, to be that good. That so the relationships good. that it cost him. All of the, 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 the ways in which he was a villain on, on the team and in the he league. Was a villain, how yeah. he treated people. Yeah. The ways in which he was no-nonsense. The yeah. way in which he was running this tight... You know, he's running ship. this type of ship that, like, yeah. like we, we do not allow anything but championship. That is costly. That's not worth my wife and family, bro. Right. And 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 and, and, uh-uh. you're, and, and you're right. Like, and Jordan is also not known to be emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was big. 
Yeah, bro. Same thing with Kobe. Yeah, like bro. I, I, I say, I love his book. He has a great coffee table book that I think everybody should read if you want to learn about diligence called The Black Mamba. Yeah. And Phil Jackson. I'm talking about the, y'all know y'all know prime Kobe. Everybody talk about how how great the black, black mama was. Kobe was not great because of his talent. Yeah, he was talented. Yes, yes. But Phil Jackson said the coach of the Lakers. This is prime Lakers. Said that he was arriving to practice. Kobe Bryant was in the car asleep. Yes. When the coach pulled up to yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah. And he said he would walk over to Kobe's car and be like, Kobe, what's going on? Right, right. And Kobe was like, I just practiced for an hour. <laughs> before practice. Before practice. Kobe was practicing practice. an hour before practice, going to his car and sleeping yes. until practice started, yes, bro. bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why Kobe was yes. who he was. I mean, when boy. Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours, it's a real thing, man. Yeah. It's a real thing. Cats just don't wake up normally and, and all of a sudden everything, <laughs> the, the flowers have arranged themselves. Yeah. No, nah, King, you got to get out and you got to do the work. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, go ahead. We want to state that, but we also want to say that everything is ripe for idolatry. Yes. And so, so because so, work, because work also becomes idolatry. It does, and that's what that's what and hustle, it becomes identity. That's I what wanna... hustle culture is. Yeah. It's when work has become idolatry and identity. Yes. Meaning, unless I have been able to work in a way that it's given the, me these results, meaning I can be in this kind of house, this kind of car, eat these kind of meals, be around these kind of peoples, unless it has achieved me. The, the what what we would call a very much vapid, shallow. Uh, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's the kind of entrapments of rich and the entrapments the, the, of luxury, the, uh, the accoutrements of, of luxury, the accoutrements <laughs> of luxury. If yeah. I haven't been able to get those things, if I didn't put the rollie on my wrist yet, if I haven't been able to achieve that, if I'm still just making fifty thousand yeah, dollars a I year, if I ain't able to get the car, I'm, if I'm if I, I can't as get I the compare Tesla. myself to the Joneses yeah, yeah. and I'm not where they are, Ooh. when those things begin to motivate why you're working so hard, that my friends is idolatry. That's what that is. Oh my gosh. Right. You are and, stepping on some and toes. Social bro. media, oh my goodness, it has turned the world into peeping time. That is so true. So I'm constantly watching what you have done. I remember I put a video up one time of me shooting, uh, doing something in my in law's house. Yeah. And I had friends hitting me up like, hey, you new, new crib, new crib. And it almost felt like, Man. where am I here? Uh, right, because you're not, not you're not I'm, seeing I'm about me. where KB is, or I'm fair and I didn't get a new crib. Did KB get a new crib? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I still live in the same house that I lived in before. But, but it also makes me think, too, that they're not even paying attention to what you, the, the freaking real. Yes. They're paying attention to the house. Where am I? Where should I be? I've had a many conversations You are invisible. Artists. artists do this all the time, where they ask probing questions to try to see where they are on the totem pole in comparison to you. Ooh. Or they're trying to... I, there's one artist that, I, that I'm thinking about. I won't say his name. But I feel like every time I talk to him, he leads with, not explicitly, but in some way, he tries to say, I just want you to know that me and you are equals. Me and you are in the same place when it he's comes to... He's not saying it. He's not saying He won't say it, but he'll but just start volunteering by... stuff that nobody asks. Right. Well, you know I'm doing this. You know I just sold this. Yeah. You know I had to go do this. You know that my team looks like this. You know that I don't have to... Just to try to show this... This kind of I'm here, I'm the, the, this sort of this competitive yep. kind of thing. Yeah. If you work hard out of that, understand that you are setting yourself up for great disappointment. Ooh. Especially with Christian rappers, bro. Let me just Ooh, say this real quick, please, bro. Please talk about it. The prideful Christian rapper is so oxymoronic that it is almost laughable. Mm. 
when you think about us in relationship to, we're just in hip hop culture, mm-hmm. right? And when you want to play the competition game, when you're flexing on other Christian rappers because they don't have what you have or they haven't done what you have done or you feel about yourself, you're at home smoking your reels. Mm-hmm. You're smoking your views. Because flexing on, because be clear, what it looks like for a Christian rapper to flex is not the same. Uh, uh, it doesn't look the same as what it looks like for a secular sure, rapper to flex. Sure, sure, So their flex is not as explicit. Yes, that's right. It's more internal. But you find subtle ways to do it. Mm. All you talk about is your numbers. And let, and, me, add, let me tell y'all this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. We can tell Christian rappers when you are flexing. Yes. Because if it is in your heart, you may think that you're covering it up because you're not explicit, but it's leaking. Yes. And we may not say it to your face. I ain't gonna front, but we talk about it when you're gone. Yes, we do, Mike. Because, because <laughs> we know, because you don't understand that what is coming out of your heart is bleeding all over us yes. when you are talking to us. Yes, 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 yes. All of your flexing, I do this, I got this, I'm it is showing and what pride does is it deceives you into thinking that it is not. Right, 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 right. So I'm just letting you know Absolutely. it is not as covert as yes, you think it is. Yes. And that's for all of us. That goes on all of us when we're when 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 when, when we're in that pride boat. Yes. You know what I mean? But go ahead. Sorry. But it's crazy, bro. I, I I'm thinking, ah, I don't want to implicate nobody. No, you don't uh, have to you don't have to do it. But like fam, that. I'm thinking about folks bragging about how much money they get paid a show. Or they're talking about how many tickets that they sold, how many people, yeah. what what venue that they sold out. You realize that once you start talking about that outside the realm of grace, because sometimes you use grace as a cover that's, for your pride. Look what God has done. And then just start being prideful. Dog, that's, man, you, you know what I'm saying? on a lot of toes like, today. Yeah, man, God, man, you're stepping man, on my own toes. God, God has been so... You're you stepping on my toes. Just because you start the sentence with God is so good right. doesn't give you license to then at, go about yeah. Yeah. showing how distant you are from the rest of us. Look at what God has done. Here, let me, let me rattle off all the ways look in which I'm... Look at this I'm, coach. Yes, right, <laughs> look right. Look at this watch. Right, right. Look at these... Look at my monthly listeners. Right, right. For us, bro, our claim to fame is not that we can compete with the industry yeah. and with numbers. Uh, because honestly, it's not a competition yeah. in that respect. Yeah. But it's a bunch of us arguing with one another about who is a better C-level artist. Don't play that game. What we ought to do is Lord. play the game of ministry. Make your awards, not Grammys, not uh, not 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 even Stellars right, or, or, right. or Doves. Right. Make it People, people coming to Christ, disciples being made, impact happening. We will talk about those things. This is my biggest, my biggest critique, Ooh, bro. KB. You will talk about those things, but they are really peripheral celebrations for you. Ooh. The main celebration is that you are a titan of industry in this micro industry that is Christian hip hop. That is your claim to fame. And you use the talk about people listening to your music and their lives being changed as an on-ramp to your own ego. I don't like this. This is this is hurting. This is stepping on my toes. Bro, I'm, that's what I'm saying, bro. But you're right. And this is where we get into identity. Because if you've made identity, if your identity is your performance, you also are going to fall in the pit of disappointment because you're going to be giving your all for the wrong things. True. Which is at the end, not only not glorifying God as you ought, you are also going to burn out, bro. Fan, this is a whole other episode that I, we have to do another burn episode out, on this. Out, yeah. On I, I want to just talk about the ways in which celebrity 
has infiltrated all of our lives that are influencers, bro. And a lot of what you enjoy about putting content online is how praised you are for it, bro. It feels good. So it drives your holiness, your spirituality. It drives everything you say and do, not because of your heart being ablaze for the kingdom of God, but because you love the drug, the endorphin hit of being praised by others. You're going viral not to save souls. You're going viral because it feels good, bro. Lord, have mercy. Anyhow. I don't even know if we want to do that episode. So let me just, that's another episode. But, so there's that, so real quick, because we got to end this episode. The the, the second piece is privilege, okay? Or or, or, or oppression. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason why we have to care about the ways in which the the world is rigged by people to stop folks from being able to flourish is because it also is an assault on God's order for how Woo! things should work. So because because there oppression is a thing that exists, yes. that there are systemic and institutional forces that exist that, that stop success that people could have because yes. of their hard work. Yes. It's an assault on the way that God ordered the world because God ordered the world in a way in which if you are working hard, yes. you're being faithful to him, yes. you're working hard, you're doing what you need to do, you should in some way, be able to get a harvest from that. To but be what, stable. Yes. That, that, God not, doesn't not, promise not, riches, not, He's not promised that you're going to be, that you're yes. going to be Steve Jobs or, yes, yes. or Rich, but he does, he, he, that, but he's promising like a stability. Yes. There, there, there is going to be a way that in, in which you are able to make provision yes. for you and your, for you and your family, right? Yes. But what oppression does is that it steps in the middle of all of that yes. and it's, Stops that. It stops the image of because God because we from see flourishing. that in Scripture. Yes, when we when we when we've talked about okay, let me let me just say this. Take your time. When we have talked about justice, yes, one of the arguments that we know that Black people hear all of the time, yes. is that the reason that y'all are not successful when we talked about systemic and institutional forces stopping people of color from having the success that they should have yeah. from the work that they put in and the responsibilities that they've actually engaged. Yes, yes. right. When we talk about how systemic and institutional forces stop that, one of the one of the arguments that we get told to us is that the reason that y'all are not successful is because you don't work hard enough, right? Yeah. But the Bible makes it very clear that there are three ways, not three, I mean, there's many ways, but there's a, there's a few ways in which people become vulnerable and impoverished. Yes. One is by laziness. Yes, yes, That's yes. what we see in Proverbs. If you're yeah. going to be a slugger, you're not going to have anything. Right. Another, another way that the Bible clearly shows that yes. one becomes poor and vulnerable is by oppression. That's right. That you and it talks the Bible talks about that second way more than the way before the first way. Oh say Yeah. That so if you you want to you want to check me on this, Bible scholars out there, go check out Generous Justice by Tim Keller. The 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 ways in which the Bible deals with poverty is largely through people oppressing right. as opposed to people being lazy. It talks about both. Right. But it spends a lot of time on the latter. As opposed to the former. Go ahead. Right, right, right. Um, and so yeah, you're right about that. And then another way that we see uh, that the that the Bible talks about how people become vulnerable and oppressed is just by circumstances that are, I mean, vulnerable and you know maybe impoverished are circumstances that are beyond their control. So Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Or you know yes. health. Or you got health, sick. Yeah. Health health issues, stuff like that. And so, but but what you are saying is that. When there is actual oppression happening, yes, it is an assault on God because it's stepping literally. It's, it's like if God, if God said the way that things are supposed to be done is a river, so it's like flowing from God right. down to you, right? Right. right. 
what oppression does is it puts a huge foot in the middle of that river right. and it redirects that's right. the water somewhere else. It obstructs the river. Yes. Okay, keep Absolutely. going. So well said. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And and well said because if we don't see the empowerment, for example, within any community, partly connected from stopping evil from getting in the way. I heard Ben Shapiro say one time, his message to African Americans is that America's not going to get in your way, go and be great. That's his message to African Americans. I mean, that's what conservatives, they, they, they romanticize it and say that, but that's just not true. Brother, when, 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 when we hear things like that, I want to be gracious and say, America's not going to get in your way from working hard. So I did, and, and, yes. and, and as a black conscious conservative, yep. okay, which we are, I, I, I believe that uh, America is not stopping you from bettering yourself when you have the capacity to do it on your own. The injustice is real, bro. Yes, the bro. Bible says so, that Proverbs thirteen twenty three: the follow ground of the poor would yield much food. But it's swept away through injustice. Ooh, read that again, please. It says the follow ground of the poor would yield much food, but it's swept away through injustice. Oh, I love it. The Bible itself says that. I love it, The bro. poor would have food. I love it. What's You know why they're poor and they don't have food? Injustice, injustice. is sweeping it away. Injustice. And then you got and then Christians that the, are telling us that that doesn't happen. Which that doesn't is insane. And, and, and if you are a follower of Yahweh, injustice is also the refusal to give mercy. So if you have the ability to alleviate, even though they don't deserve it, even though they didn't work for it, Yahweh would say that you should be a person who does mercy as justice. Oh, mercy and justice are connected in scripture because Yahweh is a God who is constantly giving mercy. If God was not merciful, it would be inconsistent with his character, bro. Yep. It's who he is. It flows out of him. Now, mercy has time limits on it. Right, 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 right. But it is on the people of God to be folks that care about mercy ministry and not just see it as volunteerism or charity, Ooh. but a part of what it means to follow Jesus is considering how I might take a piece of what's mine and help those who don't have some or don't have anything at all. That's another conversation. Yeah. Last thing is privilege, and we got to talk about this okay, too. okay. One of the things that injustice sets up is generational. Um, injustice often reverberates uh, generations. In, uh, throughout generations, just like righteousness often reverberates for generations, right? Uh, legacy reverberates for generations. Wealth, right. poverty, right. most, a lot of things, important things in this world, they, they, they reverberate into the future. So... By the time you stand up as a young man, you're probably on the back of 10 other people. If, you know, from my family, I have come from a family of entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. My grandfather, uh, his sons, his, his daughters, now me. I feel like I'm standing on the back of the entrepreneur spirit of my, Amen. my, my, my family. Amen. Uh, it reverberates. But if those who laid the foundation had a vision for what they wanted their children's children's life to look like, and that was tinged with racial 
bias. Mm -hmm. That was tinged with uh, segregation. That was tinged with uh, an idea of what the American project should be that rejects those who are outside of it or manifest destiny. We should have it because we want it. Right. Hawaii, right. Puerto Rico, Alaska. Right, right. And, okay. and God wills it. And God wills it. Bang, 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 bang. Because this is want. now our land. <laughs> right. Okay. North Dakota, bang, South bang, Dakota. Bang, 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 cough, cough, cough. Yes. Those things, I would say, are a part of why <laughs> uh, the, the, the flow, the river that you described, is impeded, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it's important for two things to happen. For those who do, this is what Scripture says about those who have the world's good, that they need to use that good yeah. for, for those who don't have it. Yep. This is what we can do because having advantages and privileges, because it, it can be a good thing, yeah. even if it was created because of a bad thing. Right, 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 right. You, you can, can use them for good. You can use that. For so good, there's a yeah. certain humility that you want to have. Right. You right. want to honor folks. You certainly don't want to be prideful. I'm thinking about a homie of mine. I'm not even going to tell that story because everybody don't know what it is. Uh -huh. But you don't want to be arrogant. Yeah. That you, that, that you come in with fast passes and buddy passes that no one else has Simply because you were born in the right place and 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 and, and, and the right period of time. Boy, I said it's a life fast pass. That's true. Yeah, it is, bro. Yeah, doesn't mean you don't work hard. Doesn't mean that you didn't yeah. earn what you it had. It doesn't mean that None you didn't of that struggle whatsoever. It didn't mean it's you have to not overcome. that you haven't gone through anything. Right. It's just there's certain things that you have not gone through that others are going through that they should not have to go through. True. It, it, it's it's life is hard for everybody, no matter what color you are. Yeah. But we have to realize, and I have to realize that too. I had a powerful moment when I realized my own privilege. I have never had to use the bus system in Tampa or St. Petersburg, Florida. I've always had a car. Mm -hmm. And I was helping a dude one time. He was living, him and his wife were living in an apartment. I'm only telling this, I'm not letting my right hand or my left hand do yeah. it. I'm just telling you this for the How analogy. How you discovered your own privilege. Yeah. Yes, bro. I, him, his wife and him were living under a slumlord. And their house was infested with, uh, with fleas and, and bed bugs. Oh. And they had, he showed me a picture uh, of his wife's uh, leg where it was covered with bumps because she was getting bit up at night, right? And I said, you're leaving this right now. My wife and I put them into a, a, a short-term, um, uh, uh, what's those, extended stay hotel, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. put them there for two weeks. We found them an apartment, paid for their, make sure it was in their budget that they could afford right, right. and pay for their first three months of rent so that they were able to transition out of there immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I said, let's talk to your job situation. He said, w what's going on today? He said, well, you know, I wake up at 5 a.m. every morning because I got to be at work at 9. Yep. Yep. I said, why? I said, is it, is it in Orlando? Are you working in Orlando? He said, no, I mean the dream. The place was 10 miles from his house, bro. That's nothing if you have a car. Yes, bro. But the way it was situated, and because of the public transport in Tampa, yep. he needed to take a bus to get there, and he was getting on bus after bus after bus after bus. A 25 to 30-minute car ride was taking him two and a half hours every... Think about that. You want to talk about laziness. What if it took you two and a half hours going from bus to bus to bus to get to a minimum wage job, bro? Yeah. And people want to say that, they're, that folks are lazy. No, bro. That man getting up at 5 a.m. to get to a job at 9 a.m. And he laughed at me, bro. He, he was like... I said, he, said, he said, KB, you don't know about what we have to go through. Yeah. Black man to black man. Black, black privilege is a real thing, too. Mm -hmm. you know, it may not get you into Harvard. <laughs> True. <laughs> but there is... The, the, it, 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 we are not without advantages. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. that we are... You know, they're, they're, it's a... 
it's a reality that I was hit with as I was talking to him. Man, there are things that I've never had to go through because my mom shielded me from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I want to be humble about my advantages. I don't want to wave the, the flag of my hard work and brilliance, mm-hmm. right? I am able to use my own advantages to help others. Yeah. Because those advantages are, 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 are not in and of themselves evil. Yeah. But they are a leg up mm-hmm. that should give me a heart of service. Amen. So I think those are the three areas that we also got to think about in our hard work that helps to kind of qualify what the hard work is right, for. Right, right. How, real quick, before we go, because we're about to fold this up. We went way we, too long on this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's Maybe it's a two-part. It's a good conversation. Um, when you talk about, because you gave, you talked about the the other two points, when you talked about the first point of those who, idol- who, who may turn work into an idol and uh, it becomes idolatry and identity. Yes. What do you say to those folks who said, you know what, KB, I think that I may be in that bucket. Who the the man that has turned work into idolatry and identity, and I'm 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 smoking my own press clips and yeah. all of that stuff. How do I? What do I do to make sure that I am getting up every morning and working hard for the right reasons? Right, 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 right. What, what, how 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 do I? How do I regulate that? Yeah, I'll say myself? two quick things. Number one, you want to take inventory of your life. You want to have a separation of the things that are transient and, and, and passing, like you know. You should commit to your job. You got to realize that if you work onto that that boss, not unto the Lord, that boss, not only is he going to disappoint you in the immediate, that boss in a heartbeat will let you go and keep on moving, bro. Very true. And we've seen that, especially after COVID hit and after COVID. Yes. These people do not care about you or your family. They will give you a severance. They will let you go and not think about you ever again. Yep. So even your partnership, and, 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 and honestly, and from a business standpoint, they're not wrong for that in terms of if they have a responsibility to make sure that this thing doesn't go crumbling down. Belly up, yeah. Provided then they're not doing that because they're trying to keep the, the CEO pockets laced or something. And, and that's a lot of times what it a is. A lot that. of times is that CEO is saying, I'd rather fire employees and change my lifestyle. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, provided that there's an injustice with the actual leadership, yeah. leaders do have the responsibility to make sure that their actual company is healthy, mm-hmm. that that there's that there are people there that are actually working for the good. I understand that this could be a challenging conversation, but and, and sometimes the, there isn't enough to go around and true. it pains you. And true. you will feel that, bro, if it pains you, if it pains the leadership. Yeah, 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 that's but true. But the fact of the matter is sometimes people lose their jobs. And when that happens, you realize very quickly that if your identity was this job, you don't know who you are now. Mm-hmm. So I think in some respects, uh, you need to take inventory of your life. Mm-hmm. You need to look at your commitment to your workspace. Make sure that you are giving your all unto the Lord, but you are also putting up boundaries. Mm-hmm. You, you got you to have some boundaries up that I, I know that at the end of the day, I know they love me, but we are not a family. Yeah, and, that's, <laughs> and, that, and, and a lot of corporations will try to make you feel like you're yes, family so they can get you to do family work. stuff. That's right. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and once you do blood relative stuff, right. you don't want to do blood relative pay right. or blood re- re- relative commitments. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... I think you want to take inventory, like, where is it that I have stood this thing up over, say, my commitment to my children or my wife or my church or the needs of people around me or my own health? That's a big one. Ooh, talk about Where am I valuing this corporation over my health? And I think as you begin to take evaluation of those things, 
and then begin to reorient your intentionality and your time, you'll see that that idol will begin, that, that sort of identity where I am my job will begin to qualify itself more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You'll be able to, you know, be also in the way that you can deal with disappointment at work or, or, or conflict at work. All of those things really depend upon you having a identity that is not just your job. Right. And I would put on in a, and I would I would add to that piece and oh excuse me. So there's the first thing. Take inventory. Mm-hmm. Second thing is develop your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ, man. To be rested in what he has done and who he is and who you are as a result, mm-hmm. that is happiness, bro. If you can get to the place where the thing that is greatest about you is secured in heaven, the thing that the title of son and daughter is over some title you got at your job. Mm. Not only will it give you a bit of insulation yeah. from becoming your work, right? Where I am my work. I don't mm. just work. I am work. I am, yep. I don't want to rest. I, I can't, I, I, I cannot uh, uh, live without the productivity that comes from my hands where I worship what I have done, right? That cannot breathe in the same atmosphere where a... A, 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 um, a life of being buried in the Lord Jesus Christ and his promises and his love and his agenda and priorities. Mm-hmm. You'll find, man, bruh, people, people, the world's in bad shape right now, bro. And, and, and you're at work furious about the way one of your coworkers might be looking at you or, or the way that your boss might have talked to you or, or whatever, which those things deserve our, you know, discomfort and our anger at times. Mm-hmm. But if that becomes your identity, what is happening at work, then you miss out on what is happening in the world, bro. Yeah. There is a world around us even in your neighborhood, even in your own family, that if you're giving every single drop of your life to this, the only thing you talk about off, off, the, you know, off the clock is what happened on the clock. Yeah. Your life is dominated by this space. How can you have a heart for anyone outside of yourself? Oof, yeah. So it's important as well to qualify that relationship with our workspace with overemphasizing our identity in Christ. Yeah. So those are the things that I think will help us. There's a lot of other things can be said about it, but I'll start with those two things, man. Really get a good grip on what is truly important. Yeah. What is going to be here when this job is not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the second thing is cultivate who, that's what I've had to do as an artist and I'm doing, I still struggle with to this day. Yeah, yeah. Is remembering that I am not a product. I and, and when you think about work and services, that's just like a product as far as the the, the company's concerned. Yeah. Here's one of our products here. He does IT. Yep. Here's one of our products here. You, you, you're not a product. You're an image bearer. Yeah. Loved by God and given this beautiful walk to be sanctified in his likeness through all of its ups and downs. You know, that's the kind of stuff. When I'm in a room with, with, with people who would be considered important and they love the Lord. The luminaries. Luminaries, and they say stuff like, "Man, would you pray for me? Uh, my son is really struggling with doubt, with blah 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 blah." Or, "Would you pray for me? Our church is really trying to go after this 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 school, and we're having some trouble." When on their mind, 
It's kingdom priorities, Woo. kingdom agenda, even, even though it may be a nightmare at work. Yeah. Which we got these new guys that came in and, uh, you know, we, one of our clients is threatening to leave, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that's bothering them. All that stuff bothers us, right? But you realize that life isn't all of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it reminds me of what uh, Nero said about the early saints. He said that they live like they belong to another world. When they talk about the things that they're into, like you're not going to talk about the fact that you just closed this massive deal. That's what we should be celebrating. Oh, yeah, we did celebrate that. But we are going crazy for five new baptisms this Sunday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what we need to rip our identity away from hustle culture. So good. And back into the kingdom of God. Amen. This, this has been, been... Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, this has been episode of Southside Rabbi, man. Uh, we thank y'all. We love y'all. Make sure y'all tune into the next episode. Uh, peace. I know that people are probably wondering what we at Southside Rabbi think about the Israel-Palestinian conflict. We are very much so invested in praying for um, Israel and Palestine. We know that this has been a longstanding conflict uh, and we would love to talk about it, but we want to talk about it with folks that are qualified yeah. and credentialed. Yeah. We don't believe that this is a, a a a a topic that should be addressed in a way that it's just straight armchair. Sure. Yeah, and with anecdotes. And, yeah, and- yeah. We don't want to do it that way, and so we want to say that we are praying for everyone involved in the conflict, and hopefully, by God's grace, we will be able to address it in a future episode of Southside right. Rabbi right. with one who is qualified to actually talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, uh, and so... Many of us are familiar with that phrase, the fog of war. Yes. Um, it, it, things are very foggy right now. Very and foggy. There are some things that are crystal clear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, terrorism is crystal clear. Right. The, 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 the annihilation of civilians is a crystal clear issue. Right. Uh, having to walk through our sort of being removed. We're here in the States reading about this through different outlets. There is, everyone is lined up on two sides. I was in Canada uh, two weekends ago and there was these protests between those who were standing with civilians in Palestine and those who were standing with the victims of Hamas's attack in civilian, uh, uh, Hamas's attack in Israel. And they were waving flags, but but waving the flags at each other. So if you put a flag, if, if it was a Hamas, a, a, Palestinian a Palestinian flag, flag. someone with an Israel flag would kind of kind of direct this wave at them. Yeah, it was clear as we I was in Ottawa, which is uh-huh. where the capital of, of Canada is. Uh-huh. And 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 right at Parliament was this battle on two sides of, of the equation. And we have and, and on Southside Rabbi, we've talked about Christianity and Israel before. Right. And there are ways in which we've tried to help people understand. Biblical Israel and modern day Israel, what's what the church's response is, those kinds of things. But now it's happening in the midst of a war. Right. We're not parsing something that ended. <laughs> right. We're not talking through, we're not trying to find out where our voice is after the 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 the, the ceasefire went into effect. Mm-hmm. What we are talking through is an active conflict where things that are 
actively being done daily for righteousness sake and unrighteousness sake, right. which makes this very complicated while we want to handle it with care. Not with cowardice. Right. Which I know some would say, if you haven't come out and taken a side, you're a coward. I would respectfully disagree. Mm-hmm. I think what we need to be doing is, number one, praying more than we are talking. Mm-hmm. But then we need to be talking in ways that are consistent with the reality of the Middle East, with, with actual historians, <laughs> actual people who have less than work on this, that at least done work on this this uh, this topic, right. that can help us think how we might honor God and pray for those who are suffering. Remember the Palestinian believers. Remember the Isra- Israeli believers. Remember those in the region. Remember those who are as a, in Egypt and and other places that are now being drawn into this conflict. Mm-hmm. Israel is an ally of the United States. We have no choice but to have. Israel's back from a military standpoint, which may open up our mm-hmm. armed forces uh, yeah. to yeah. a world. To something else, yeah. 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 Reserves are already being talked to. Mm-hmm. So we want to handle this with the care that it deserves and not to read some tweets or remember what my pastor said 10 years ago about Israel right. or to to simply take uh, the, the 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 traditional side or, or or whatever it may be right right and, no, and, and I know people are trying to parse right now what am I who 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 so what side are you that's, on that's, KB? that's basically what yeah, it, yeah 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 all I'm saying is that we want to be uh as we want to treat this with the sacredness that it deserves mm-hmm. we're talking about image bearers we're talking about a a 30 to 40, 50 year conflict mm-hmm. uh, that in a lot of ways is, has, uh, has suffered, uh, that the suffering has been, you know, insurmountable. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So again, and let me just, I can at least say this. Obviously, we condemn uh, terrorist acts from Hamas. Hamas yeah. Uh, and what Hamas is trying to do. Right. Clearly, unequivocally. Yeah. Yet there's a lot more to be talked about. Absolutely, and uh, and we want to help our people to talk and chew gum at the same time that you might be on the side of justice, not you know some you know uh, s- somewhere else, right? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So anyway, outside of it. So we love y'all uh, and pray for us also as we as we as we pray for uh, Israel and Palestine. And um, you know as we as we seek to address in, address this in the future, Lord willing, we love y'all. Southside Rabbi. Yep.